Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They've reached the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Episode 177. Coming your way hot and ready for future considerations. Hot and heavy, maybe even. <laughs> Matt, Manny, John, coming off a long holiday weekend. Boys, have you had enough of your family yet? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have kids. What do you mean they gave us an extra day to spend with family? <laughs> <laughs> They're the people I try and avoid on Saturday and Sunday every weekend. Yeah, that's why I go into work. That's why I do overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't work from home? <laughs> you can work from home at, no, no, no. I, I, I got to go into the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't worked there in six years. What do you mean you have to go to the house? <laughs> big project, hon. Big project. I've had enough. I got the Pinsky file. Uh, I had a fun. I actually had a fun weekend with the girls. The girls wanted to see a movie, and they chose Avatar Two. Oh boy, are they still at the movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's three hours of my life. I'll never get back, fellas. Wow. And the color's terrible in that movie. Everything's blue. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with these people? It's syphilis. It, it's funny you say that because the one thing that stood out for me, uh, because it's called Avatar 2, The Way of Water, I'm sitting there going, there's not enough blue in this movie. What else can we do? Oh, yeah, let's set the backdrop on water. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Spielberg. <laughs> uh. So it wasn't very good, Manny? Uh, I would say it was all right. Okay. Like, I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't rush to the theater, and I did it because it's been out for about three months now. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> But uh, the girls loved it. The girls, oh, wow. the girls thought it was amazing. Wow. Did they? I thought... Did you like the first one better? Did you like the first one? I, I thought the first one was better, actually. Okay. And uh, I didn't mind the first one, so. Okay. Uh, okay. There was some dialogue in this movie that wasn't necessary. There's a scene with, um, I don't want to give it away, but a large creature that I thought was uh, excessive and unnecessary. Okay. I, I, I could have got this movie down to two hours no. easy. Now, <laughs> now, are you suggesting that there's something in a James Cameron movie that's unnecessary? <laughs> it, it took you, it took him eight years to make this movie. There, there's going to be way more stuff in there than it needs to be. <laughs> and and the, I couldn't and, believe it. I didn't realize the first Avatar movie actually came out in black and white. That's how long ago it was that it happened. Black, white, and blue. Yeah, that's how it was. Black, white, and, and they redid it in color. And uh. I'll just get on my soapbox here a little bit because there was, if they ended after the first one, it would have been fine. Like it would have mm-hmm. gone down in history as great. And now they come up with a two. And the way two ended, you know, there's a three coming, oh, and apparently there's a four. So mm-hmm. um, they're just gonna grind everybody's wallet and get more money out of it mm. for Avatar three and four. When really, if they just did one, they probably it would have probably got more hype 
20 years, 30 years down the road, you know what was really good? Avatar 1. You know, the way they did that, that was great. You should leave them wanting more. Yes. Kind of like what we do on this show. We we leave you wanting more, that you come back for more week after week. See, all I hear is we could constantly have cut that show down to about 18 minutes, and that would have been just about (laughs) enough. Do you, know who say, do you know who says that? James Cameron. <laughs> but I'm the same. Leave it for what it is. You don't have to do another one. Mm-hmm. That, it's, it's the same with these Marvel movies and all the Superman uh, superhero movies. I'm not a superhero oh. movie guy. I've never been a superhero movie guy. The last one I saw, I think, was Wolverine when it split from the X-Men. Well, now they're just going to do one for every single character, and they're all connected to the main ones, and so you've got to forget it. Well, our good friend Kiefer, who's a Marvel fanatic, yeah. Uh, Ant Man Two came out this weekend, the yeah. Ant Man movie mm-hmm. or whatever, and of course he rushed to the theater, uh, part of a yes. cult, of course, to, to go to go to the the theater to watch this. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll go watch it because the girls want to go see a movie this weekend. No, 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 no. You've got to watch the yeah. other Marvel yeah. movies first. There's like 17 that you got to yeah. watch yeah. before this other one. They're all sheep, Manny. They're all <laughs> sheep. Guy guy won't leave his house to go see the biggest sporting event of the year, from what I understand, <laughs> at, at the Super Bowl party of the year. But you'll go watch Ant- Ant-Man 2 the first week it's out. Give me <laughs> yeah, we, got a, we got a song selection coming up from him anytime soon. I, I'm, on a, I'm on a Kiefer roll now. We haven't talked about Kiefer in a while. You know, another thing about Kiefer, <laughs> he hasn't messaged me in a while, and I'd like to know why. Yeah. He's so hot and cold with me. It, it, it sends me mixed messages. He actually did submit a question this week. So. Okay. 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 Yeah, very so, good. Rashad's got it in the script. I, we'll I saw the it. script, so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk about him again. Part okay. two, to be continued. Good. I'll get some. I'll get some uh, some some good juicy gossip on him here. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to say thank you to the listeners who are part of our family. Get it, family ah, day. Weekend, family day. Very like nice. That. We appreciate you listening, sharing your feedback with us by email and on social media and following us on social media, too. Yeah. And if you missed our Super Bowl debate or post Super Bowl debate, you can go back to last week's episode. See how we fared at our Super Bowl prop bets and joined uh, by Curtis or revealing how Curtis did in his time that he was with us, too. And we'll see if Curtis was able to come out here with the, the championship belt from fantasy football and walk away with a props belt and belt as well. <laughs> and speaking of Curtis and our other American listeners, happy President's Day to you guys in the U.S. as well. And uh, believe it or not, Super Bowl is long over, but we still have some football questions this week. But we are going to start with hockey. To O'Reilly. Up for Marner, back to O'Reilly. Lucy for the backhand shot. Scores! Brian O'Reilly again. He's got two. Ryan O'Reilly is now member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, along with Noel Achari, after a massive trade involving the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild, who had to eat up a chunk of O'Reilly's contract. Toronto had to give up four draft picks, including a first rounder plus two players. We had a few questions about this one, one from Roy in London, one from Mark in Oakville. What do you guys think of the deal? Uh, This is Kyle Dubas going, my job's on the line. I'm going to push my chips 
all into the middle of the table to try to get to get us past the first round because either way I'm going to lose my job so I might as well go out swinging but what you read was shot wow that's yeah, a lot that is are, are the leafs a better team this week than they were last week before the deal yeah I think they are I think Ryan O'Reilly he's not going to score you goals but he's a good face-off guy um, he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. He's not afraid of physical play. Plus, he's a former captain with the Blues. He's a good guy in the room, right? Nola Charlie, he's, he, he can grind out. Uh, he can score goals as well. Not afraid to go to the front of the net. A good pickup as well. But does it move the needle for the Toronto Maple Leafs when they have to face Boston, when they have to face what looks like Tampa Bay in the first round again? Carolina like I don't think it moves the needle enough for Toronto and now you've traded away two players and four draft picks including a first rounder what assets do you have left to try to add a defenseman which I think they desperately need you know yes the Leafs are better but does it move the needle for them the answer is no for me guys I don't know what you think this reminds me of Brian Burke back in the day where you go and give up so much to just make a small move in the playoff picture, and then he gets fired, and there'll be nothing left in the cupboard, and then the Leafs are doing another, well, the same rebuild they've been doing for how many decades now? This this is uh, Kyle Dubas, and I don't know if this has been said yet or not. This is Kyle Dubas saying, my job is on the line, and pushing <laughs> all of his chips into the middle of the table. This <laughs> <laughs> This is. I, I wonder. I, I think some very smart guy said that. <laughs> He's probably pretty good looking too. <laughs> this is. This, I mean, if it if it's the only deal that he makes at the deadline, it's it's not enough. It it, it puts you in. A, I I like this deal much more than the way Manny had kind of laid that out for Ryan O'Reilly. The big impact for me is where does Ryan O'Reilly sit in this room? Is this room going to follow Ryan O'Reilly like St. Louis did, or like has you know, been been told in in different spots uh, that he's he stopped at in, in the NHL? You know, his captain and Buffalo captain in St. Louis, uh, or was an assistant captain? Uh, you know, it's all filled now. He's not going to have a letter on his shirt, but is John Tavares going to listen to Ryan O'Reilly or? Uh, Matthews and Marner are going to listen to Ryan O'Reilly because Ryan O'Reilly is already, he's just walked into a dressing room, the most decorated player in that room. So you better listen to him. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have on the ice, but this is absolutely 100% a deal that does not matter how he performs on the ice to me. This is, you've just got your starting catcher, and I, for one, don't care how well catchers hit. If you can control the pitching staff, you are worth your weight in gold. I don't think he needs to score points. I think he needs to get these guys on board with what playoff hockey looks like and not just what game five of the first round looks like that they would inevitably lose over the last few years. So I like this deal a lot more, but I'm with Manny in the sense of if this is the only thing they've got, it's not enough uh, to, to get you past Tampa Bay. No, to get you past maybe uh, to get you past Boston. No, no, no. 
And and I'm okay with the draft picks. I don't at this point. That's same with Kyle Dubas. You know, his job's on the line. Like uh, like Manny said, I don't care about the draft picks right now because this team, however you want to talk about this team or whatever, is being blown up by Toronto media or Canadian media, like it always is with the the Maple Leafs. This team is built to win right now. So the draft picks are meaningless at this point because this is this team is built to have success right now. They have not had any success whatsoever, but you're not going to have those three big guys, those four big guys in the room for very long together after this anyways. O'Reilly did score two goals in 37 seconds on Tuesday night for the yeah. Leafs against Buffalo. So he is making an impact on the score sheet as well, which he can do. I just think if you trade away all those assets, and I understand what you're saying, Matt, you know, draft picks don't mean much for a team that's built to win right now, right? Mm-hmm. In, in saying that, though, what do you have left to try to get that defenseman? Like, what else are you giving up to try to make the next move? Oh, I don't think they chose positionally the right way to go all in. Um, I, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is a great playoff player, a great leader, a great character guy. And, and you can tell by the minutes uh, that, that they played, uh, even in that last game that they lost uh, in Chicago. I mean, Marner was at 18 minutes and change, 15, 16 seconds, something like that. Austin Matthews was just over 17 minutes and, and Ryan O'Reilly was just under 17 minutes. Problem to me is still, you're looking at the defensive line. Hall had played 22 minutes Morgan Riley was at 22 minutes. TJ Brody was at 22 minutes. That's not that's not enough. That's not enough for the playoffs. Seven, uh, those three guys leading your team in, in minutes. And so with the NHL trade, trade deadline right around the corner, a question from Steve and Waterdown, which teams do you expect to be major players or should be major players before the uh, deadline on March 3rd? The one that I pointed to in the Western Conference, and I think, Manny, we had this conversation a little bit, and I'm I'm waiting to see if there's something there for them, is the Dallas Stars. I think the Dallas Stars are in a really, really good place in the Western Conference. 42 points. I mean, they're tied for first at the time that we record this. So, yeah, that's a great place. But I think they've got some really good (laughs) – I think they've got some great players. I think they're in in a good position with a lot of their their key – positions as well like we were saying um you know they've got i think very good forwards i think they've got a pretty decent defense core and they've got arguably one of a top five goaltender uh in uh in in, in manny's guy uh <laughs> jake Ottinger, baby who, uh, who was terrible at the university of boston so <laughs> i think they're in i think they're in a really good position and i i like uh i like them to be a team that that separates themselves in a Western conference where nobody has really separated themselves. Um, and in the Eastern conference, I think the answer or the team that has to make a move there is Carolina. I think Carolina is in the same position of Toronto in a sense that time is starting to run out with this group. They're either going to have to break this group up somehow, or they're going to have to find another option because we've seen, or I've seen enough. Shvechnikov is not the difference maker. You think he is in the playoffs. They miss guys or guys start falling off, it seems, year after year uh, in Carolina. But again, there's come in as the time that we record this. There's separation there, but they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Is New Jersey for real? I don't know. Is Toronto for real? I don't know. 
I really like the New York Rangers. I, they were my pick to win the Eastern Conference at the beginning of the year. Is Tampa enough? No. So, again, Carolina, I think, is a great opportunity here to separate themselves. Like, I, I think Carolina is the easy answer and the obvious answer in the East, right? Like, as much as we talk about the Leafs and, you know, they've been in this bubble for the last few years, like, Carolina has basically been in the same bubble, too. It's time yep. to put up or shut up and, and get over the hump, right? Time to climb the hill and get over the hill already. So they need to make a move, whether it's for Timo Meyer or Patrick Kane or whoever it is. They need to make a splash that way. You know, I still look at the Islanders, and right now as we talk, they're in a playoff picture after mm-hmm. getting that deal for Bo Horvat. But Matthew Barzell is hurt, and mm-hmm. he's a huge piece of that Islanders lineup. And there's quite a log jam for the final two spots in the Eastern Conference. Like, there are five teams, six teams, separated by five points, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's Ottawa, which is uh, seven points back of the Islanders, right? So it's quite a log jam. And if you don't have one of your best players, what are the chances you're making a playoffs? So I look at the Islanders and going, well, they just signed Horvat long-term. They're not flipping him. Barzell's hurt. They have two really good goalies. Mm-hmm. Sorokin's the future. Varlamov. You could get a King's ransom for him. Like, name another goaltender out on the market that you could make a move for. And I mm-hmm. think Varlamov stands out. Jake Allen in Montreal is there. But I think Varlamov stands out. And I say King's ransom because I look at the L.A. Kings They're one point behind Dallas, one point behind Vegas for top spot in the Western Conference, and they're riding with Phoenix Copley in goal. Who? Like, everybody loves a good underdog story, but let's make a move for Varlamov. And the Kings have a ton of assets to move to help them get in a better position in the playoffs. Like, I'd love to see the L.A. Kings – Make a move here. And and they have a great core. Add in goal. How hot is Copley going to stay? You know, Vegas just put Mark Stone on long-term injury reserve. You know, they'll, they're going to make a move for Meyer or Kane as well. Um, so look for those teams to make a move. I just, I look at the LA Kings and go, wow. They're set up nicely to be a big player at the deadline here if they want to be. Spring training baseball is going to begin this weekend. A sure sign of spring, fellas. Never mind that groundhog. And uh, there are some new rule changes, like the pitch clock, the elimination of the shift, which we talked about at length here, bigger bases and schedule changes. Teams will play 24 fewer games against the division rivals compared to 2023. Our good friend Dave in Owen Sound wants to know which rule changes we like and dislike. Uh, I like all of them, but the shift. I, I, I and I'm still. I'm, I get the more and more I read about it, and the more and more I look at it. I think the shift is one of those things that is purely in there simply because we take the fundamentals of baseball out and make spaces bigger for below average hitters. I will not be swayed otherwise at this point with with the shift. 
that's all we've done. We we figured out a way to make guys that can only hit home runs more valuable now so that they can everybody can make more money because your your average is now going to go from 218 to 240 because you hit a ground ball where the second baseman should be but he's not allowed to be in in right field anymore covering you exactly where you hit the ball the bigger bases i don't think is going to make any difference whatsoever it's almost cartoonish i I don't get that one at all i like the division rival play or, or the breakup of the division rivals i like the pitch clock I like the the um, pickoff rules. I like that we're going to get back to seeing a lot more stolen bases and a lot more small ball of of the of the sorts. Uh, I'm good with all of it, uh, but the shift banning banning somebody be, from being a average one tool hitter and trying to create another tool for them on purpose is is dumb. I love the fact that they the pitch clock is a big thing for me. I love that we're maybe not going to see four hour games this coming season. That would be wonderful. What about the runner on second at extra innings? That too is a a new rule change that's going to stay forever. Yep, that stays good to make the games faster, guys. We can't sit here for sixty. The only person I know that watches TV. At the end of May and watches a 17-hour, six-and-a-half-hour game is the same guy who complains that he's got to spend an extra day with his family <laughs> because they give him a holiday. That's, that's, who that, that's who that is. That's who that is. <laughs> Keep the games going. Sorry, honey, the Padres game is on. Right. I, 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 I know there's traditionalists who will, are outraged that there's an extra runner to start extra innings, but come on, we don't need 17, 18 inning games in the regular season because games are already long enough. I think the pitch clock is the biggest thing. Um, 15 seconds with no men on base, 20 seconds uh, with a runner on and so on and so forth. It adds that way. Will they actually enforce it? That's going to be my (laughs) biggest thing. Mm Mm-hmm is will they actually enforce the pitch clock? Because it's going to be a huge change for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Huge change for pitchers. I don't mind the shift. They're trying to generate offense um, and more offense, not just the home run because it's become such a home run league. It's mm-hmm. it's basically a home run or a strikeout. Yeah. It's, right. a, it's a three-result game. That, that's what this has turned into. You either walk, strike out, or hit a home run. So I can understand why they <clears throat> they eliminated the shift because they want more base runners, more balls in play, and hopefully it's not just a home run game all the time. Uh, I'm going to um, temper, pause my verdict on the shift until I see it in action. But my biggest thing is, will they actually enforce the pitch clock? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Oh wow. And now it's time for our play of the week. Here he goes. And he's putting on the handle. We have witnessed a star being born tonight. 
Mac McClung of the Philadelphia 76ers won the slam dunk competition at the NBA All-Star Skills Competition, and his winning dunk was the winner of our play of the week. Pretty good for a white boy. He's got some skills, right? Not bad. Here's the thing about the dunk contest. (laughs) It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. I don't have anything to compare it to in the sense of, like, I can hit a ball with a bat and then I can see a ball go that far. I can't jump. I can't dunk. So none (laughs) of it impresses me because I feel like it's just like, yeah, okay, so he jumped in the air. He spun. And he thought, like, don't they do that in warm-ups now in the NBA? Like, I, I don't feel I, – I can't tell the separation. I watched that. I was like, okay, that one? People ran out onto the court because that guy did that? I saw that at Windsor Express games almost <laughs> nightly working with that club. <laughs> Listen, he just proved that white men can jump. But I did see a great video of He's six two guys. Six that's pretty good. He's six that is two. Good. It's pretty good. I, I saw a great video of I don't know who it was that dunked, but somebody went in and dunked and then put their arm through the, the hoop. But they showed the crowd and like the, the players bench. I saw that. I, and, and they weren't impressed. They stood there like they were <laughs> there was more excitement when they did the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. The first thing that came to mind was Eddie Murphy's bit in Delirious when he's doing Stevie Wonder. You want to impress we? Take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the only movement is the one guy in the second row that elbows his buddy and looks at him like, that was what we're supposed to be impressed by? <laughs> Mac McClung, not only did he do that, spinning 360 reverse dunk whatever he jumped over two guys he had a guy stand on the court with a guy on his shoulders and he jumped over both of them and dunked see that's good that, you can win with that. that that impresses me that now now that is interesting the only <laughs> other thing that's impressed me that much is we're shot Who's getting dressed at uh, a Taylor's <laughs> and a tailor knowing his size just by looking at him. That's impressive. The tailor that was the one that was impressed from what I heard. <laughs> Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings. Quality that shows. And next week we'll post the poll at podcast FFC where you'll be able to vote for your favorite play. I wonder if some wonder when some spring training baseball is going to sneak in Ooh. to the play of the week by some guy that lives next door, who just happens to be a, an extra. Exhibition baseball. Oh, amazing. Wow. Somebody's going to go through a cardboard wall somewhere. You know it's going <laughs> you know to happen. That's a rule change I would like to see. Yes. All fences in Major League Baseball are just made out of cardboard. So people can run through them. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yes, <laughs> you would. <laughs> so we were talking about the NBA All-Star Weekend. The game was a dud. Don't take our word for it. Listen to Denver Nuggets coach Michael Malone. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players. But that is the worst basketball game ever played how do you fix it uh, i don't know if you can fix it i don't think you can say it any better than that guys so question from jason and st thomas which sport has the best all-star game i think we've talked about this before but uh, we'll rehash it for jason is there even one 
<laughs> like, can we say, can we say none? Like, maybe baseball. Like, hockey's not impressive. Football. Christ, they play flag football this year. They didn't even play real football. Football uh, promo is so bad that their idea was to play other sports. <laughs> yeah. Dodgeball. We'll never get over that as long as I as long as I pay attention to the sports industry. I got a great idea. Let's do anything other than play football. Maybe people will be more interested in that. Like baseball, you still have to hit the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You still have to pitch the ball. I, I guess it's baseball. Yeah, I'd go with baseball. I I, I don't know. At this point, I'm going to say the PGA. I, I have no <laughs> idea. They even have an all-star. I have no idea. A, a furthest drive contest. I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm going with the PGA. They do it. They do it right. Isn't the PG's all PGA All Star Game? Isn't that the Live Tour? Is that what that? <laughs> now let's come up, PGA golfers versus Live golfers in a Royal Rumble. Yes. That now that I would watch. Yeah, I'd watch that. Are you ready? And now it's rapid fire time, guys. Quick answers for these questions, including this one from our good friend Kiefer. As we mentioned, (laughs) did you guys watch the XFL opening weekend and will you watch? Of course, Kiefer's asking about the XFL. Of course. Rashad, this is going to be a very long answer. The XFL. (laughs) Kiefer's asking if we watched the XFL. (laughs) I don't even know what network it's on. I was literally my children's lives. I don't think I could name a team. I would just start naming random cities and hope they have one. (laughs) All I know is there was one team that was up 15 to three. And after three plays, they were losing by 26 or something like that. I don't know what happened. (laughs) What do you mean? You don't watch the Seattle Sea Dragons? (laughs) Is that an AHL team? (laughs) The Houston Roughnecks? The Roughnecks. I saw the Houston... Actually, that's not true. I saw the Houston Roughnecks logo, and it was so creative, I thought I saw that back in the 80s when it was the Houston Oilers. <laughs> the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, Come on. Those aren't even things anymore. We're just putting two words together. The and Vegas Vipers, baby! The Vegas Vipers! Pick a team! Look We're going to follow the XFL all year. Look, I got the... <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around the room and I'm, I'm uh, coming up with team names right now. Look, there's the Winnipeg Wine Bottles. Like, uh, that's uh, that's a great team. Look, there's the the Lansing Kitty Litters right over. Like, what? Where are we coming up with these? The, the X Kiefer, the XFL. <laughs> hey Kiefer, I got one for you. I got one for you. What party game does Ant Man like the most? The Scavenger Hunt. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> hey how does the ant man keep his suit from getting wrinkled with help from iron man <laughs> <laughs> what else you got john <laughs> wow i got nothing after that that's uh... <laughs> We keeper will no longer send us questions. 
Um, so I've tried to find what what network it was on and what the ratings were. The only thing I can find is an article from 2001 when it did really well on NBC on its opening weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't even play the whole season that year, did they? No, I don't think they did. Yeah, it's off to a great start. Uh, yeah, I, I can't find this, it. This, this, weekend, <laughs> this weekend I watched Clifford the Big Red Dog, the recent movie that was released. And I watched a little bit of Beauty and the Beast. And both of those are a thousand times better than any second of the XFL you could possibly present. The XFL is on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, okay. Ah, so even Americans don't get it. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it looks like not. a couple of games are going to be on ESPN on weekend afternoons. Okay, or, there you yeah, go. And ABC, maybe. There you go. Like All right. M- Matt knew more about the XFL than I did. I just looked up. <laughs> I just looked up the team names. I, I'm not watching. <laughs> no, I'm not watching either. Now we have a question from Aaron in Detroit. Where will Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr play next season? Now that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the New York Jets are getting one of them. Like the Jets mm-hmm. are are on the cusp of playoff football, that they're going to get one of them. Like if if I'm the Jets, I would pay whatever it is to get Aaron Rodgers in the fold because he's only going to be here for two more years, maybe in the NFL before yeah. he retires. Yeah. And what is the Jets' window? Uh, the window is now. Like mm-hmm. they were really close. If they got any quarterback play at all last year, they'd be in the playoffs. So I would go get Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Jets, and that would leave Derek Carr to play New Orleans. New Orleans needs a quarterback. Derek Carr can play in New Orleans. I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere. I think he stays in Green Bay. Um, I know the running back just made a, a decent deal and, and cut some salary so that they could go uh, onto a signing bonus. So maybe they'll use that to, I don't know, find a wide receiver for once to, to let this guy throw the ball to. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, I think the you, you mentioned the Jets are, are right up there and one of those teams that's very, very close to getting in. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers, who've got a new head coach. Uh, who likes that style of quarterback from what you can see uh, in his past at, at Frank Wright. And and they're a team as well, not too far off from getting in, especially in the division that they play in. And I love this question because it really grinds my gears. Stuart and Barry asks what we think about the decision by Sportsnet not to send a radio play-by-play broadcaster on the road for Blue Jays baseball games again this year. I have no opinion. What do you think, John? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I hate it. (laughs) Those cheap bastards. (laughs) Go on, John. John. Tell us more. more. Stand on your soapbox. Let's go. It is not fair for the radio play-by-play guy to have to try and call a baseball game off of a monitor because there is so much that happens on a field. You can see a guy leading off. Sometimes you can't see that on TV. Um, there's There's too much happening on a field that big to not have them be able to call games 
live and in person on the road. And it doesn't cost that much. The entire team is already traveling. Like you just have an extra seat on the charter. Like I don't get it. I just, I can't imagine being that cheap. That's a short version of my rant. (laughs) Good job, John. Good job. What, what I don't, what I don't get about, and it's not just this broadcast. This is just even a smaller window of, of the big picture is, and I was reading an interesting article not that long ago. It's it was older, but it it had the right sense that at no time I I think and this is even before television. They're making an argument that it has been harder to get access to sports than it is today. You have to buy this subscription and that subscription, and you may not get this game, and this game's blacked out. And now you've got to do this. And now we're not even, you're not even going to have on a major league baseball team. You're not even going to have representatives from your team on the road broadcasting that game on the radio. Like we're all of the generation. We grew up listening to the games on the radio. And, and I fell in love with baseball listening to games on the radio because it was just story time for me before, before bed. Now you've got to buy. This subscription and like we joke about ESPN Plus and the, how many games are not going to be accessible. And, you know, you live in, in Windsor, Ontario, or where Manny and I are, and you can't get Leaf games because it's too close. And, and some have like it. Why is it so difficult for us to just watch sports now? You know, the, the Sportsnet app and the Sportsnet this and that, it's not going to be any cheaper. They're saving money by not sending guys on the road. It's not going to save me any money. I'm still going to have to pay $40 a, a month if I want to watch baseball this year. I didn't buy the NHL package this year. I haven't. I won't. What am I going to do with, with, in baseball season in the, in the middle of the summer? I, I don't have – I haven't had cable TV in o- over a decade. I don't have Netflix. I don't have Disney Plus. I don't have this. I'm not, I'm not playing all this stupid old – I'm just not getting $20 a month to death here. So now I can't watch baseball? Come on. I can't even listen to it now without the guy saying, as you'll see on your screen, this is, this is becoming like the, the, the point of the article that I was, I was reading is that young people have never been less interested in sports. Because look at what young people have access to. They, they, they can't think the same thought for 10 seconds. And they're not even, none of those thoughts are of sports. It's never been more expensive to go to a game. It's never been diff- more difficult to turn on the TV and watch a game. It's never been more difficult to turn on the radio and find a game. Yeah, like, Baseball's trying to solve things by making the game faster, but guys, if no one can watch, who gives a shit? Yeah, like that's the biggest thing for me, and I'm glad you bring that up. Like the easiest and least expensive form to be a medium to follow for a sports fan is listening. To radio, like we're all from the radio industry. We've all worked in the radio industry. You just need to hook up your box and have a working microphone and a telephone line to broadcast the game back to your radio station. Mm -hmm. You don't need 4K TV cameras or anything Mm -hmm. like that to call a radio broadcast. You Mm -hmm. just have a person's voice. And you have the picture in your head, and boom, there you go. And some of our favorite broadcasters 
of all time, not just ours, but you ask any sports fan, and they will tell you that they first fell in love with the sport by listening to the game, not watching the game, listening to the game. And we are taking this away? Why? Is it too expensive? No. It's one guy and a piece of equipment. Two guys at the most mm-hmm. and a piece of equipment. Like, this is just ludicrous. And I hate it. I And the, the biggest loser of this is the fan. Yep. The only little bit of credit I will give to any league of any kind is for Major League Baseball. If you want to listen to the games on your phone and not get any video, I think it's like two ninety five or maybe three ninety five a month to get. I think all of the games. I don't know about the Blue Jays games because Rogers likes to make those really hard to get in Canada. But, but that was last year, John. Like, yeah, that's who, true. Who knows when the season starts this year? True. What surprises will be in store for you? Yeah, good point. When you when you bring that up, and I, it's interesting that you do because I haven't gotten an email yet from anybody or or anything like that about my MLB.tv subscription, but they would be showing spring training games, and they do start on Saturday. So I don't know what that looks like, but it was around this time of the year going into hockey season. I got that email that had the big Sportsnet logo and said, oh, no, it's not even on the NHL app anymore. You don't, you're not even watching games through the league's website anymore. you got to go to Sportsnet's website to watch hockey now. Right. I don't know how baseball is going to work. I don't know what Roger's deal is with, with baseball. Um, in, in, but, I mean, I, I'm only expecting that this is somehow going to be – that my money is not going to Major League Baseball or whatever anymore. It's going to Roger's. And you can't even put a radio broadcast together. Like, look at the Ontario Hockey League, junior hockey. Every team, Manny, has a road broadcast. Almost every single team. There's three teams in the GOJHL in Junior B that have road broadcasts in the Western Conference. 33% of them do road games on the radio. Major League Baseball teams can't do this? Like, they can't hop on a bus or hop on a plane? Like, come on. What are we doing here? Hmm. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. And now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. And here's the submission this week from Bobby in Tecumseh. I think love is stupid. And I'm not looking for something exclusive. Oh, we laugh at everybody in relationships. Your dad would probably think that I'm a piece of shit. But I think we should do this. No excuses, cause we know excuses only get in the way. The song is called No Excuses by Virginia to Vegas. So fellas, pump it or dump it. Oh, this is a this is a banger. You like this one? Yeah, this is a banger. All right. I'm I'm gonna give this one I'm I'm gonna say pump it on this one too. I'm gonna suggest that Break Up with That Guy is a better Virginia to Vegas song, and I know that because when I drive my five year old to hockey and he wants to listen to his pump up song, 
break up with that guy by Virginia to Vegas makes this kid juiced up. I got to use the the car mute thing on my steering wheel because there's the S word in there a couple of times. It'll make sure he's not picking up from his old from his old man. But he loves that song. So I will say pump it to this one too because Virginia to Vegas may not have bigger fans than than the Dumashells. <laughs> so there's break up with that guy. And then Metallica, right? Like the oh. best pop up songs of he all goes, time. If you were to put one together for him, he's he's off narco. He gave up on narco. He's not interested. <laughs> okay, okay. He likes it's time. The the Bruce Buffer, uh, the Steve Aoki, um, Layback Luke, Steve Bu- uh, uh, Michael Buffer remix. Right. And break up with that guy by Virginia <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> I mean. Not sure where Thunderstruck lands on that list. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, but break up with that guy. The kid's, the kid's on a two-goal-a-night heater. Who's going to argue with him? Hey, whatever works, right? Yeah, right. Of, I know some of the boys get fired up listening to Welcome to the USA or Hands Up to the USA or whatever. It's Party, party in the USA? Party in the US, yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. Now One of those. He's into Virginia to Vegas. What do you know? <laughs> Well, I'll make it unanimous. I like this song, too. Oh, there, there you go. Hey, <laughs> who set this one? Bobby. 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 <laughs> well, that does it for this week's debate. Yeah, remember to follow us all week long on social media podcast, FFC, on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations on Facebook. And don't forget, if you have any questions for an upcoming debate, like a lot of people did there in the show, send us an email for future considerations at gmail.com. Yeah, send us some more music, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, Bobby. Hey. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors on this episode, too. London Awnings, quality that shows. Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. And hey, big announcement. Big oh, announcement. Really? Big announcement. Big? Saved it to the end. Bigger than the Blue Jays? <laughs> We've got we got a new sponsor on board, boys. Whoa! There we go. We got a new sponsor. I, and I got a whole script and everything from the guy. It, it's unbelievable. I got a Spilled three and a half minutes here. All right. <laughs> We're getting, getting into spring season. This is all made up. Getting into spring season, it's time to start worrying about making your lawn beautiful and making it easier than ever. Hooper's Lawn Care. Yeah. It's a family-owned lawn maintenance maintenance company operating in the southwestern Essex County, Kingsville area, focused on lawn and garden maintenance. Manny, you've got a backyard. Don't worry about it anymore. Rashad, you got a dog. They'll do dog waste removal. <laughs> nice. Spring and fall cleanup, fertilizer applications, tree and shrub pruning, available for all residential businesses and properties. Look up their website. The logo is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Hooperslawncare.ca for all your mowing and trimming needs. That's amazing. The best part about the logo uh, is he's got the – it shows the long beard – that our yep. boy Hooper has. <laughs> yep, he's got the, it's great. He's it's got fantastic. the grass here. Rashad, I'll show you because this is good for uh, for audio. Oh, but very nice. Yeah, that's cool. He's got the green grass and then the green beard. He's he sends me pictures of the of the merch that he's got. Two guys. This screw lids. Like the lids done. They're going to be stocking this stuff pretty soon. They're going to be jealous. 
<laughs> so Hooper's Lawn Care, hooperslawncare.ca. Check them out if you're uh, if you if you're like Manny and you don't want to do any yard work. Down in Windsor, Essex, serving Windsor, Essex, yep. and Chatham, Kent, Chatham, Kent, Kingsville, Essex County, the whole thing. Yes, guy. Wow, Very fantastic! Nice. Thanks for coming on board, Hooper's Lawn Care. Uh, check out all our sponsors: uh, Next Level Athletics, London Awnings, and Hooper's Lawn Care. And tell them Manny, Matt, and John sent you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I figured we end the show on a high note. Let's get out celebrating our sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and we will talk to you next week. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.